Joining us on the How Did You podcast today is Ethan Spencer. He works behind the scenes at Esports Engine and he's been a very vital role in the Call of Duty League, Halo, anything you've basically watched regarding to esports, he's been part of it. How are you doing today, Ethan? Hey, great to be here. And thanks for that wonderful introduction. I don't know about everything esports, but uh, if you like FPS esports specifically, I'm, I'm sure I've been kind of behind that. Let's throw it back to when you were a child. What did Ethan want to do back then? Because I found it quite interesting. You have a degree which you've studied immensely for, but you've also got patents. And I was just like, was this the original plan for Ethan or did he always see himself being in the position that he's in today? So that's a great question. Um, I, as a kid, always wanted to be an adult, which is a funny way to answer that. And now that I'm an adult, I always want to be a kid. So as a, as a kid, I really wanted to be an architect at first and then a comic book writer. And then um, it ballooned into like a comedy sketch writer, which is why I attended NYU for film and TV. I kind of wanted to be in the comedy movie TV realm. Um, but I've always had a huge hobby for video games. Uh, and so somewhere in college, I found MLG. I started interning there and then TV and video games became one for me. And I was like, this is this is where I want to be. Um, so yeah, as a kid, wanted to be an adult. You took quite an important role at MLG for the first time with a junior producer. How did it feel to, like you say, bridge those kind of different industries and become a junior producer and be various technical and producer roles, like it says on your LinkedIn? How did it feel to be given that chance? That was definitely incredible. And, and it really takes a lot of people um, to trust in you, to give you that opportunity for sure. And, and you kind of have to prove yourself too. I, uh, before I was a junior producer, I did pretty much every role in the control room uh, leading up to it, like graphics, audio, you know, you do the switcher board, all that things. Um, and that kind of made, uh, I guess, my superiors have confidence in me to, to take over the producing side of things. And um, it's, it's definitely a big step up going from technical to like creative and, and kind of uh, running the show and writing the show um and and there's definitely like a switch of the brain that you have to make to be like all right i'm not just executing but i'm also like creating and and then building this um but all that experience of those technical positions certainly helps um because you get a real feel of like what everyone is capable of um and and what you have to play with um which i think leads to better shows um so it's it's really that that first opportunity that that first jump um, takes a lot of trust, takes a lot of hard work. And um, it was definitely one of the most defining moments of my career, you know, that first time stepping up and producing. You've been part of multiple different games, shows, or anything that basically MLG or Blizzard or Esports Engine have now produced. But if I had to put you on the spot and made you choose your top three games or shows that you've produced, would it be your esports reports or something like that? It's a great question. Um, my my early history um, was Call of Duty. A lot of CWL was uh, what I first worked on. So I definitely have some fond memories of those first shows. You know, my first Champs was incredible. Um, I remember um, Evil Geniuses taking the win. That was my first time, you know, producing the full show. And that was when Aches and his team, you know, came out of nowhere to, to get that big win. Um, and I have great memories about that storyline and, and you know, just building that show. And the stage was super unique for us. Um, I really liked Halo Raleigh recently. That was a, a great time for Halo Infinite Esports. Um, I think I'll always have fond memories of, of that show and, and building that, you know, competitive scene kind of from the start, from, from scratch for a couple of years with the 343 industry guys. Um, 
So that was very exciting. Um, and then I always have a soft spot for WoW esports. It's, you know, an unusual esport because the game isn't really for PvP. It's, I think a lot of people play it for PvE, but there's a lot of fun, complex um, uh, competitiveness in the arena scene that a lot of people, it just goes over their heads when they play WoW. But like, it's a lot of cooldown management and like reaction times and, and um, you know, kiting people around. And, and I'll always have a soft spot for that because I'm also a big WoW fanboy as well. So being able to work on that program, um, I think was a moment where I was like, wow, this isn't just a hobby now. This is, this is a career. Esports Engine, your current organization, which you are very, relatively high up in, but that's understandable, has kind of done everything and everything, any everything and anything, sorry. Has there ever been a game that you wish you could get into, which you've yet to have the chance for? Oh, great question. Oh, my goodness. And I, and I apologize. I'm going to say great question after every question. <laughs> so stellar. Um, I have, for the longest time, been playing League of Legends uh, with my buddies. Like, even now... We, we started playing in the beta in high school. Um, we would do 3v3 Twisted Tree Line, and we would run those streets. We would run those tree lines. Um, and so even now, just because I love the game so much, I would love to get into league uh, esports. And the, like they're also kind of the top tier. Like when I'm watching a show, um, Riot Games has an incredible production team, and I, I really love what they're doing with the esport. And um, I know it's not the the... Um, most insane thing to say, but it's probably the biggest esport right now, uh, you know, compared to CSGO, Dota 2, they're all kind of the, the big boys, but League to me has that special place in my heart where um, the game is a lot of fun. I, I love this scene and the production value is incredible and it's something I've always wanted to, to be able to play with. I'm going to be a little bit cheeky and I wonder if you would help me in peeling back the curtain. What is it like on a production day? Because we don't really see too much of it. Yes, it's documented here and there on various YouTube channels or various websites and stuff like that. But on a production day, how stressful is it for you? And what do you actually get up to? It, it really depends on how prepared the whole team is um, for whatever reasons. You know, we always want to show up to a show as prepared as possible. But there might be things that get in the way that make it a, a bit difficult for it to be, uh, you know, as smooth as you have wanted it to be. Um, so it really varies from show to show, just like how at ease I am. I think everyone on a crew always has a little sense of anxiety about that start time. Like, because no matter what happens... If you say you're going live at 3 p.m., you got to go live at 3 p.m. You know, it's just got to happen. Um, so it's a lot of double checking graphics, you know, uh, going through lines of talent, maybe doing a couple of rehearsals like right up to that, that start time. Um, and you know what's funny? There's always a moment where, um, you know, you do your last dress rehearsal and you're like, all right, I think we're ready to go. And then talent, you know, get dismissed. They go get their makeup on, touch-ups, whatever it is. The crew has their last moment to, to take a breather before, you know, those long eSport days. Um, and you kind of have to live with what you've built. And I think those moments right before you're actually live is when you you have the least amount of stress. Like you're, as you're getting closer to that, that start time, you're like, oh, the anxieties are building up. You're, you're getting ready to roll. And then that, that moment where, there's like a little bit of quiet. You're kind of content in that. You're like, ooh, this is going to be a great show. Uh, we've, we figured it out. All the problems are sorted. And here we go. Um, there's a lot of communication, a lot of, a lot of you know, parties to, to talk to leading up to an event. Um, there's a lot of uh, setup, you know, with graphics and whatnot. But overall, we're just trying to make the best show possible. And uh, whatever problems come in our way, you know, we always want to be there to, to find a solution 
whatever that may be. You mentioned finding a solution, and I'm going to be a little bit cheekier. Has anything ever gone wrong? That is a great question. Yes, many things have gone wrong on a show. Um, to name a few, you know, you have uh, maybe a game that's not ready and there's a lot of crashes or whatever it may be. And that's just something that you handle live and you just swap out some boxes or whatnot. We had a, um, a fire drill happen once on a show where everyone had to get dismissed out of the room. Um, we've had a couple bomb threats. We've had, you know, certain things like that where shows just have to go on pause. Um, and luckily, you know, you always prepare kind of your worst case scenario, your emergency situation, which uh, when you talk about it, like you're like, oh, this will never happen, but let's just be safe, you know? Um, so it's definitely happened. It's, it's some are worse than others, um, but you just got to be ready to pivot. And, and a lot of the pre-production phase is determining like what are our routes of, um, you know, diverting from a problem if they come up. And we try to predict as much as we can. Like if there's a game problem, we'll do this. If there's, I don't know, a player problem, we'll do this. And sometimes there's a problem that slips through that we didn't even think about, like a like a bomb threat. Like that was probably the most insane issue we've ever had. And uh, luckily everyone was safe and we got dismissed and the, the show was put on pause for the day, but we came back and we smashed the rest of the tournament the next day. But definitely was a long a log returning day yeah, to, to get back on track. Have you ever had any experiences which you never thought you'd be in? Like, is it, you mentioned your first champs, is it another champs or is it a different game or is it something not even related to an event? Is it somewhere like your first day at Esports Engine? There's something really special about traveling to a city you've never really been before for work because you're, you're there, you know, for a purpose to, to do a show or whatever, but there's also an element of, of adventure um, that goes along with it. And every time I step off the plane and I have the, um, uh, you know, the, the great moment of looking at the skyline or whatever it is on whatever city, I'm like, this is, this is kind of rock and roll. You know what I mean? The esports is a little bit rock and roll in that sense, because we're, we're traveling around making these crazy shows with these wild personalities. And I feel like every time that moment happens, uh, it's, it feels great. Like I, I can distinctly remember stepping off the plane in London for the first time. I've never been to London before. And we did a show in London and uh, we had a day to just kind of explore for a bit. And that's some of the best memories of my life is just being in a place where you're meant to be because you have some purpose. And that was great. No pressure, but I'm from the UK. Where's your favorite place to visit? That's a tough one. That is really a tough one. I will say I really love Miami. I love going to Miami for esports. I don't think it has the greatest attendance rates, but as you can imagine, the beaches, the experience of being in a great place like Miami is awesome. Also, every time we go to a city that is close to an amusement park, I have such a soft spot for amusement parks. Like when we go to Anaheim, which we often do, Disneyland, like, you know, our last day, if we have some time, I'll try to get over there. Or if we're in Orlando, Disney World or Universal Studios, like, I really, it's kind of a, a weakness of mine, roller coasters, just being able to have those experiences. So I think places where I can, I can go and, and have those journeys, I think is exciting. Um, also, my favorite city in the world, and I haven't done an event there uh, yet, surprise enough, is New York City. I lived there for many years, but I think every city pales in comparison to New York City. Like New York City is the full experience. I would say 
even London, to be honest, and this is me being cheeky to you, Taylor, even London to me is like a lesser New York City. And I know that's, I, I'm sure I am, I am rattling some, some rattles out there, but uh, New York to me is just the great, the best food. Uh, I love the people, even though they're a bit, you know, tongue in cheek to you. Um, get such a, a great mix of culture. And I think there's a lot of opportunities in New York City. I really do. I think it's, uh, I mean, it's where I found all my opportunities. So um, got a soft spot for that as well. I'm assuming, correct me if I'm wrong, but the days in New York City was because of MLG. No, actually. So I went to New York, uh, NYU. And then I interned at MLG in New York. So I, I stayed there because of MLG, but I, I originally got there because um, of the college, the university. Let's throw it back to MLG then. What was it like in the last few days before Activision kind of taken over? Because you were there through arguably a very important period from when the esports report started up. But since then, it's gone crazier and crazier. We've had new people join the scene, people leave the scene, but it's changed completely. What was it like in the last few days of MLG, the last few days of working at Activision? Because I'm going to read a tweet out. It's your pinned tweet. When the C CWL ended three years ago, I was at a crossroads between esports engine on Activision Blizz. A brutal choice for 24-year-old me. Adam sold me on a vision for esports engine as a turnkey third-party operator. And now after working Halo, World Series of Warzone, TR, which I'm assuming is Twitch Rivals, right? Correct, yep. Uh, COD Mobile, COD Endowment Bowl, and back with the CDL, I'm glad I took the, the dive. How did it feel to go through such a progression of MLG to Activision to Esports Engine? Because those last few days must have been sad, but also exciting for the new challenge that was up and coming. Oh, definitely. So from MLG to Activision, um, I actually wasn't like too involved in the company at that point. I think I was only working there for about a year or, or so, but Activision at this time, I was a big WoW nerd. Um, and so the name, just seeing Blizzard, I remember we were walking back to our desks at some point and I saw some of the other employees had some contracts on their desk that they were signing. And I saw the logo Activision Blizzard right at the top. And I we started internally freaking out, you know, all the newbies like me kind of met up and were like, whoa, is this really happening? What's, what's going on? And, and we were excited. Um, I think there's always a little bit of a, a pang of nervousness whenever a company transfer happens, but ultimately we're like, wow, we get the opportunity, whether it, it be for a while or for a, a small portion to, to work with, you know, one of the, the gaming giants that we've looked up to as a kid. Um, and then, you know, going from Activision to Esports Engine, um, I really loved working on Call of Duty and that was kind of... Uh, what had guided me so far, I worked on a lot of CWL and there were times where I worked on Halo and Gears and WoW throughout my, my history at MLG, but it was definitely more focused around the CWL. Um, so I really didn't want that to end, which is why, you know, the, the decision was tough for me. I had a lot of great friends in CWL, I was great friends with the talent. Um, additionally, uh, like the team that we had built um, at, at MLG and, and now Esports Engine, you know, there's a lot of people that, that came and went through that business who were just, who are now like superstars. Like I think the the team we built was such a great training ground for, for uh, like the Esports space currently. Like you had Courage come in as an intern, just like myself. Um, Rich Campbell is another one that comes to mind who is now a, a huge personality. Um, just so many people like within that MLG family became you know superstars now so there was definitely something to the the 
workplace culture that MLG and Sundance and, and Adam Apicella created. Um, so I knew that was also a place where I wanted to thrive as well, because I wanted to keep learning from them and learning from the, the um, you know, the, the, I guess, trajectory that they set for us. Um, so that decision was really hard. And I remember um, choosing eSports Engine and immediately being like, uh, I, I don't know if this is the right choice because I love my Call of Duty family, but I, I trust in this process. I trust in, you know, the family that, that has been built here in Columbus, Ohio. And ever since I, I've never been happier. Like the opportunities so far have been fantastic. Like I mentioned in that tweet, um, working on so many things. And, and funny enough, I'm back working with the CDL, uh, which is a bit wild and, and all my friends here. So I think it all worked out pretty well. You mentioned the uh, interns that you came up with, your Rich Campbell's, your Courage's. Courage is now a massive YouTube star. Twitch is where Rich resides and has an online fame. What's next for you? Are you going to deviate and do something completely different that we don't expect? Well, I am someone who has always loved being behind the camera, um, whether that's a great thing or not. I think everyone has their moment where like, you look at streamers uh, payrolls and you're like, oh my God, I got to become a streamer. But that has never been the life for me, honestly. I actually like sitting in front of a computer playing games I like it as a personal experience. I can't do this as a streamer. So that's never been the life for me. And I, I envy uh, Courage and Rich and those who, who, who can do it and, and are really entertaining doing it as well. Um, I think I'll always be behind the camera, uh, making shows happen. I love the creativity behind it. And I kind of like, um, you know, the, the vast projects that I get to work on, the variety that I have available to myself. Um, where would I be in 10 years? Uh, Ideally, you know, work and continue to work with Esports Engine and also maybe working on my own things. Yeah, I think I, I do have a, a sense, like I think we all have a sense that we want to work on our own projects eventually, but, you know, you just need to find the right time, the right place. And, and I also think I'm still learning quite a bit. So I'm not ready to, to take off my, my educational hat just yet. Is it your Adams and your Sundances and people like that within the industry that you look up to? Or do you have a certain kind of role model that we're yet to know about? I think um, having a mentor in the workplace is super key. Um, finding someone that you're like, this is a great example for me. This is someone I want to ask a lot of questions to. And uh, it's definitely a two-way relationship too. Like that that person has to kind of know that you're interested in that as well. Um, and and luckily this this family we've built, I think there's a lot of people who have been mentors for me and then to the you know the whole the whole team. Um, it's just such a, a open and and yeah inviting environment for for learning and growing um and so it's definitely specific people like you can kind of get a sense there's an aura to them you're like wow this person understands where they need to be and what how things work and i gotta get a little bit of that knowledge for myself because you know i want that confidence in what i do um so i think in in whatever field you're in uh, finding that mentor or or mentors you know it's maybe multiple people with different um skills uh, super important to, to building a great foundation for your career. Who are your mentors then, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, this is a great question. So there's a few. I would say um, my current manager, Carter Rodriguez, is a great mentor to me, uh, teaching me the ropes as I, I you know, grow as a, as a uh, manager and as a producer. Ryan Thompson, he's the one who frankly gave me my first opportunities um, producing, um, who is kind of like the lead um, on the production side behind Esports Engine. Um, he won an Esports Award a couple years ago as a, I think an unsung hero type award. And I think he totally deserves that because um, I would 
choose him as probably my biggest mentor over the years. And then, of course, people like Adam Apicella, you know, even Courage um, is a bit of a mentor as well. Maven, you know, there's a lot of talent that I meet that know games really well. There, there's a lot of um, talent that that I, I've frankly considered a mentor because they um, they just know each game super well and they know the communities very well and they kind of uh, train you into what to expect from the esport and and the industry as well. Um, so I think you know those are some of my, my most memorable mentors as of right now. And of course, there's Adam Apicella. I can't not list him because I, I think everyone kind of reads his tweets and get gets mentored by him. He's just such such a knowledgeable guy with uh, charisma and he oozes um, passion for esports in in every pore. So yeah, big fan of them. My apologies about that. Didn't expect that to happen, but it's happened now. Um, <laughs> no worries. Let's think of the future. Where would you like Champs to be if it could be anywhere in the world? Would it end up being Miami or New York? Because like you say, they're your favourite spaces to go. Or would you go with the backing of certain particular individuals in the CDL who would like it to come to London? (laughs) I think if I were to choose where Champs were, I would put it right here in my bedroom so I didn't have to go anywhere and I could just have a very comfortable experience. But if I had to pick a place... uh, London would be definitely very cool, um, I think. Um, however, since you know the CDL is a bit of a, a an NA uh, leaning um, show, not to say there isn't a huge EU following, but it would probably be Miami would be nice. Um, Anaheim, I've, I really want to go back to Anaheim, frankly, for for CDL. I feel like we need to go back at some point, so that would be a cool place for champs as well. Um, but if you're asking if I know, I don't. I don't actually know where we're going this year, unfortunately. Um, but I'm sure it'll be announced sooner rather than later. Hopefully, it does end up coming this side of the pond, or at least we get some events this side of the pond soon. Because obviously, with COVID and everything like that, it's made some changes. But what's next for esports engine, or at least you in your job role? Because Esports is an ever-evolving scene. You work on lots of different projects now because you work with Microsoft, and obviously Microsoft now owns Call of Duty and Activision and whatever, as well as Halo and everything like that. Would you, being a long-term fan of MLG and working within MLG and then taking that progression, would you like to see the next era of Esports Engine, quote-unquote, be the card and the halo events coming back together with the gears and things like that or is there something briefly in the pipeline that you can talk about without getting yourself in trouble i mean i think everyone who works at esports engine knows the power of having multiple events under one roof and that's always been a goal for us um i'm actually sure how close we are to that yet i i want to believe we are given you know the new news of uh, uh, acquisitions and whatnot but i think that's just the best experience when you can as a fan go into a room for multiple games that you love and and see a championship over here come over and see a championship over here and and browse around i mean that's got to be you know one of the top gaming experiences for any fan so um that's definitely a shining star for us i think for the the company you know we we always want to keep growing and and doing as many esports productions as we possibly can because um you know we love esports we love the communities we love the um the the grassroots you know the the uh, access that any player can have into becoming a pro player like that's an element of esports that i don't think any sporting competitive 
nature really has that you at your home just sitting here could somehow be working towards becoming a pro like that's an incredible journey so we we love that idea we love esports and we're going to keep growing in that space if you could throw yourself back into a certain experience and it happened perfectly without an issue which experience or esport would you throw yourself back into uh, the mechanics of this question is interesting to me. So if I could throw back into like a memory that I've had of a show. Mm -hmm. Interesting. If you had to relive one particular esport at one particular event, just to relive it and witness it in this modern day era, which one would it be? Oh my goodness. I gotcha. Okay. Okay. I would say, and, and this might not be very shocking, but the Columbus CSGO major. Um, I was such a newbie in, in MLG at the time, and I didn't really have much knowledge of how that, that whole uh, event worked. But I think that was a great like hoorah moment for America, for North America in, in the CSGO scene. And I remember the audience was going wild for, for the North American teams. But uh, I was just a lowly graphics operator at the time. So I'd love to go back and just get a sense of you know, how we did that show and, and um, just that 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 old counter-strike scene before um you know it kind of evolved into what it is now but that, that's probably the one i'd go to i don't know who it was but there was a photo tweeted out from the esports engine twitter and it showed the call of duty kind of setup just all being in one room and i was like i have so many questions and was so i'd like to get down to it but if i had to ask you one bit of advice that you've received what bit of advice is it that made you keep moving or made you be inspired the most? Like if you had to give it to somebody else, what bit of advice would you give? So this is actually uh, something I've heard from a great producer. His name is T-Man. Um, he came in and consulted for us a, a bit. Um, and this is very producing uh, heavy feedback, but he said, if you go back and watch your shows, you'll notice your what you thought were your best moments weren't that great and what you thought were your worst moments weren't that bad um and i thought i thought that was a, a genius uh way to look at your shows but also at life you know sometimes your your worst mistakes aren't as bad as you thought and sometimes you know your greatest moments uh weren't as stellar as you thought so always be humble and and keep moving towards improving whatever you can um and I give that to most producers I work with. I think it's it's smart. It, it both helps you, uh, you know, not have too much pride, but also um, keep moving forward and not feel so bad about the shows that you create. Um, so that's got to be the top one for me, for sure.